Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, this is The World in 10, global stories told with the insight and expertise of The Times of London. Today, with Stuart Willey and Lou Newton. In the next 10 minutes, the city rising up against the machines, a clean energy breakthrough that's created a miniature star, and the Pilates injury that could end up in court. First to San Francisco, where... Being situated just across the bay from Silicon Valley, they're pretty used to new technologies. And one of the latest developments is driverless taxis. Joining me now is Kieran Southern, and he has been in one recently. Kieran, do I hear that the door handle pops out for you at the click of a button? So you hail it on the app, and then you see it sort of coming down the street. It's a big white Jaguar electric vehicle covered in cameras, so it finds a safe spot to park, and then you have to press a button in the app and, and the door handles pop out and then you're climbing um, into the back seat where you know you're in this car where there's no one at the wheel and yet it starts taking off it, it, it's quite disconcerting it's a bit different to when i usually get in the taxi i'm usually like hey how are you you know making small talk and i guess in this you're just completely alone i actually did find myself saying hello and then you feel stupid and you know <laughs> just these the sort of instinctive things that you usually say to, to taxi drivers but there is like a disembodied voice almost like what you hear on your on your iphone you know saying to please buckle up and if you have any problems here's how you can reach a person at head office there's screens in the back and in the front a map of the road showing where your car is what the route is other vehicles are represented by white oblongs and pedestrians are seen as, as white circles. It's all very futuristic. Did you kind of encounter any obstacles, be it a solid obstacle, a bollard or a human? Yeah, literally just after setting off, a man just walked out in front of the car. Obviously, the car is very clever. It sort of stopped in good time, let the man go over. And then we approached a four-way junction. It was really weird. A cyclist was on the other side who was there first. He then nodded at the car. And I, I don't know whether the car was able to, to translate the nod into an affirmative, yes, you can go, but it, it set off. And all of this is quite new. I mean, it's only in August that they got the go-ahead for this 24-hour paid service that people can use. And then we've seen activists trying to ambush the rides. So what we've got now are these vigilante groups who wait for for nightfall and then sort of roam the city or stay and they think that the cars will come through they've got masks on no one knows 
who they are, and then they'll put traffic cones on the boot because that somehow um, incapacitates them. It, it fools the sensor, so it then can't move until a worker from one of the, the two companies that operate the vehicles comes out and physically removes it. So there is sort of this argument going on, you know, with these cars, are these sort of a, a symptom of all that is wrong with late-stage capitalism or are they a, a symbol of our high-tech future? Uh, the two companies, Waymo, which shares the same parent company with Google, and Cruise, which is owned by General Motors, they put data out there saying they've now done millions of miles on the road in the real world and they haven't had a single fatality or a single serious injury. So it does seem that they are safer. These companies uh, target other cities, so it looks like the rollout is going to continue. So it'll be interesting to see where it all does end up. So this week in Germany, a miniature star blazed into existence, and it's being seen as a beacon of hope for Germany and for the world. So I guess we're talking about nuclear fusion. So that's a clean, long-term energy source. And the great thing about it, or what people are saying is one of the big pluses, is it doesn't produce greenhouse gases, and it has relatively low radioactive waste. With us is the Times correspondent in Germany, Oliver Moody. Oliver, you've been to have a look. Tell us about it. Um, I visited it on Monday to take a look around and see how it works. The German design, called a Stellarator, which is kind of like a, a star maker, the plasma is held in place solely by this very, very carefully calibrated magnetic field. So if you had been inside the ring at temperatures of uh, something like 50 million degrees celsius when this experiment was happening you and if you've been able to sort of magically shrink yourself to atomic level you would have seen these hydrogen nuclei getting injected into this this burning soup inside the donut held in place by the magnetic for, uh, field and the nuclei would be melting together creating a new element helium and releasing all of this heat Isn't this just like a normal nuclear power plant, though? Well, nuclear fusion is essentially the opposite principle to the nuclear fission that underpins conventional atomic energy. Fusion is where you take the nuclei of very light atoms, um, which you could just get from from water, and um, you heat them up to uh, something like eight or ten times hotter than the heart of the sun. And they fuse together to make helium. And in fusing together, they release a very large amount of heat energy through neutrons. And then the idea is that ultimately you would use that, you'd harvest that heat energy in a similar way to a a conventional nuclear power plant. This is a technology where Germany does have a certain built-in advantage. And in some ways, it, it could gain an edge on a globally significant scale and that therefore it should pursue it well thank you oliver for being with us that's given me some food for thought and we'll see what comes of it all right you're welcome Ah, a relative moment of calm with that piece of music here in the world in 10 i think musicians who can play like that they spend their whole lives training their whole lives perfecting their art and i just wonder what it would be like to suddenly have the ability to play like that taken away from you and i think that's the case with one such 
critically acclaimed violinist. We're talking about Maya Meron. She's famously appeared at the BBC Proms, played with the London Symphony Orchestra and even the Berlin Philharmonic. So she is suing after serious injuries left her unable to play. She was training with Pilates specialist Jessie Blum. Her real name's Jess Schuring. And she's trained people including Elle McPherson and Robbie Williams. But now Meron is bringing a legal case against her. Yes, lawyers for the 43-year-old musician have alleged that she suffered a fractured left elbow and a serious abdominal injury when a Pilates machine at Schuring's studio collapsed forward in 2019. It's important that we say that Jess Schuring's lawyers have said that she's got no comments about it at this time. I've crept out of the studio and I've found Mike Smith, the foreign editor who's in the heart of the Times newsroom. Mike, tell me about some of the highlights that we can see on the app and the website today. We've been to Evanston in Illinois. Uh, It's the first city in America to start making payments for racial prejudice suffered by black Americans. It's an issue that's increasingly dominating the culture wars there and will feature in the presidential election next year. In Italy, a popular female bear has been shot dead by accident in the Abruzzo region. It highlights the growing problems of wild animals living in closer proximity to humans. Mike, thank you very much. At Flushing Meadows, the US Open tennis is continuing. The British player Dan Evans won his match yesterday. He's an interesting character. He's got a history of obscenities, a $4,000 fine at Wimbledon. He again said the word that we won't say on this podcast in a press conference. Now, his win yesterday means he's now facing a third-round showdown with the world number one, Carlos Alcaraz. Carlos Alcaraz is a name that you can't escape at the moment. He's going to be one of those massive superstars of tennis. Now, Alcaraz has been looking ahead to that match with Daniel Evans. Well, uh yeah, we we played uh, a few times. Uh, he's uh, it's really tough player, you know. Uh, good serve and volley, good uh, you know net game. So it's gonna be really tough. And uh, of course, uh, his his golf is much better than mine. That's for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we could play uh, a little bit before Wimbledon, and uh, we had such a great a great time uh, at the course. So Alcaraz and Evans have been golfing buddies. Evans, in an interview, talked about how he played golf and drank a lot in preparation for this tournament. They also played together ahead of Wimbledon last year because Alcaraz didn't have too much experience on grass courts. And that got me having a little think about other sports stars that are friends. And I guess the first and obvious one that comes to my mind are tennis legends, Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer. I mean, between them, they've got a combined 42 Grand Slam singles titles. And apparently on social, they're often called Fadal, which, which I really enjoy. And then I saw at the start of this year, Lewis Hamilton and Lando Norris, they went and played a lovely round of golf. It's probably really good for mentality, just for getting back on track. You know, there's always another day to win a race. Well, that's it from us at The World in 10 today. There's much more here tomorrow.